Trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, we're back. You uh, welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. You may notice my new intro music, thanks to Greg Scamato. Greg Scamato in L.A. Uh, yeah, hit me with the dope shit. Actually, I was real shocked uh, at how dope he. Because usually, when people offer to like help me with something, they're usually garbage. You know, like I'll let you like, you know, send me some samples or something like that. But it's usually like garbage. This dude was on some real professional shit and like really went out of his way to like give give me something I wanted. You know, I kind of. Yeah. So check him out. Greg Scamato. San Diego. I mean, uh, (laughs) Los Angeles. Uh, Also, shout out to the homie Jill Chrissy. Jill Chrissy, Los Angeles based comedian. Funny as shit. She's putting on her one-woman show for the Fringe Festival called Comedy Ho for the Hollywood Fringe Festival at the Hudson Theater on uh, the 16th and the 28th of June. Uh, So uh, I got my tickets. Go ahead and get yours. She's funny as shit. The show is excellent. Um, uh, The first one was a couple days ago. Nothing but rave reviews. I'm really excited for Jill Christie. Now, oh, I will be in San Diego this week, uh, Thursday the 13th at Tiger Tiger and the 16th at the Old Globe Theater, and then back in L.A. on the 16th on the night shift in the belly room. Uh, Now, I think that's everything, right? Yeah, get the show, get the show, get the show started. A... Uh, so my favorite headline of the week. Oh man, this is, uh, this, this is gold. This is gold. Um, a San Francisco based radio operator. Uh, I'm sorry. San San Francisco sound engineer accidentally dosed with LSD while cleaning 1960s radio equipment. Now, y'all know I love my hallucinations. Okay, I don't I, I don't advocate drug use for anybody, really. Um, but I don't consider hallucinogens to be drugs. Everybody should smoke weed. Everybody should should do acid at least once in their life. You know, there should be way more people doing acid and way less people doing stand up comedy. You know, th- th- when we can get that ratio. <laughs> Back down to back down to where it should be. I think I think the world will instantly become a better place. Um, now, <clears throat> apparently, this guy was restoring a synthesizer that was popularly uh, used in the '60s when LSD was also, you know, prevalent, and. There's rumors that like uh, the rock stars back then would dip their fingers in LSD and then touch their equipment for inspiration, like trying to hear his spirit and shit. But, you know, what's actually what was happening is they were covering these motherfuckers in acid. Okay, And, and I've been on an acid trip. I've been on amazing acid trips. Never had a bad trip. Honestly, I've never had a bad trip. Um, 
but I've never I've never accidentally been on acid. I've never gone in expecting uh expecting a norm a normal experience and then bam I'm on acid. I've never been at work. You mean your man was at work. I've never been at work just typing on the keyboard and then start tripping balls. Because that <laughs> I think that's a recipe for a bad trip. I don't know. It doesn't say here whether he had an enjoyable experience. But he didn't freak out. His his job was cool as shit about it. They just gave him the day. You know, hey, go ahead, get yourself together, man. Go go to the park, man. watch some rainbows, watch animals be, you know. Only in San Francisco. That shit wouldn't have flew nowhere else. Um, how do you ingest decades old LSD and still trip? This dude, it was probably preserved somehow. I think it's super wild. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, apparently the, this particular uh, model of synthesizer was was invented by the guy that was friends with the Grateful Dead sound engineer, Ousley Stanley, a man renowned for cooking up the purest LSD at the time. So you yeah, you was probably you was probably touching you was probably touching like that 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 good shit. That good, good shit that everybody just be hoping to get nowadays. Like, how did, how do you cook up LSD? I need to think. I need to fucking figure that out because there's a market. There is a market for that shit, buddy. Mm. And it's real easy to determine what what are the best drugs to be doing, right? You know what drugs to do? Just talk to people. Talk to the people that have done them. All the shitty drugs, and nobody, no one's advising you to do those. You know, no one's out here like I really, I really recommend crack. You know, you need to loosen up, shoot some heroin. No, all those awful shitty drugs, no one's recommending them. Except, okay, except Molly. People are people will recommend. <laughs> Molly's worth the risk. Do you got? You should do that at least once in your life. You should do LSD like once every other year or something like minimum. Everyone should be required to. Molly's just one of those things that you should experience. You know, MDMA, MDMA, MDMA is one of those things you should experience. But it ain't something you need to be doing regularly. That shit will fuck your head up. Um, also today I visited, talk about a bad trip. Oh man, if I had been on acid in here, I don't know how I would have came out feeling. I went to the, I went to the museum of Jurassic technology in LA. Yeah. What a, what an ambiguous fucking name. So the person, so when, if somebody invites you to this place, you should go, you should go. Once you should go once. I because I don't. I I'm it, I'm done with it, and I still don't know how I feel about it. It was such a bizarre experience. I mean, just like the name would suggest. Like you, you would think. I t- I told first of all, I told somebody I was going to the museum of Jurassic technology, and they said technology didn't exist back then. Nigga, shut your mouth. Technology has existed since the moment somebody used a tool other than their body part. You know. But 
But but that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming we're gonna go in there, they're gonna teach us how 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 cavemen made fire or some shit. Nope. <coughs> this damn museum was just it was fuck man. how do how do I even describe it? It was It, it was like the museum of wrong. It was, it was, it was all. It was, it was a lot of things that people assumed about the world at some point that all that all ended up being not true. You know, I don't think I saw one true thing in that whole place. Um, but then at the same time, it was like this weird. It was this weird vibe. Like at one point, like I was really uncomfortable. At one point, it just it felt like a joke. It felt because <laughs> I didn't learn anything. I didn't go in there like normally when you go to a museum, you know, you get your big boy pants on, you get your glasses on, you you go through, you see cool exhibits, you read the little placard. You know, if you go to a fancy one like the Getty, you know, you you push a little button, and in your headphones it tells you about what you're looking at, and and that sort of thing. But you walk away with with a little with a piece of history or with some insight, and and I guess I guess you do get those things in here, but it but none of it was true. Like I felt like. I felt like a joke was being played on me almost. I felt, I and, and see me, if you don't know me personally, then you don't know this about me, but but my, my imagination, when I get, when I get scared or uncomfortable or, or, or sense something sketchy, which is like when shit don't add up. Like if I'm in a situation and, and things don't make sense, that's when I get uncomfortable. It's like being around somebody that you can't read their mood, you know? You're not picking up no signals from this person emotionally. It's like that, except a building. Nope, nope, that's not a good description either because I was getting the vibe and it was it was uneasy. I was just not, I was just never, <laughs> I, can't ex- I can't even explain it. First of all, the place is huge. It's huge. And it just it's you know it seems like one like a dark level of uh of bioshock if you ever play that video game just it was just weird old trinkets and motherfucking you know things about scientists that you've never heard of that had theories about things that were clearly disproven at some point um Ah, that's so refreshing. I have this uh, water bottle from Takeya, T-A-K-E-Y-A. It's amazing. It keeps my water cold all day. Um, I literally, this water has been in this bottle since, I don't know, six, seven hours ago, and it's still just as cold as when I poured it out of the refrigerator, so. need that <clears throat> but the museum of Jurassic technology I just can't I can't wrap my head around 
what they intended. That's what it is. The whole time you're walking through this museum, every every exhibit makes you feel every every time I got to an exhibit, I, I thought to myself, "What the fuck is this for?" What did they want me to get out of this? What is this? I said that I said that so many times. What is this? And then I get up to the top floor, and there's a garden. Well, first of all, there's a lady serving tea. There's a lady serving tea, and she isn't particularly aggressive about it, but just in a creepy way, like the opening of a of a. It, it's, that's what it is. It's like every moment in this place felt like the opening to a, a creepy horror movie or something. And so there's a lady up upstairs serving tea. After you walk through this big ass museum, then you realize, oh, there's an upstairs and there's a lady up there serving tea. There's a plate of cookies just for no reason, just in the middle of, of the room. There's just a plate of cookies in the middle of the room. And there's no one there to like, to talk to you. So you like, can I eat one of these or is, are these cookies part of the exhibit or can I eat these? You know, where'd that tea come from? Who's making it? Why don't, why, where is the kitchen in this motherfucker? And then you walk outside. There's a, there's a garden up there. And the, <laughs> There's an old man playing the fiddle or the violin or something, just jamming, just rocking out outside. And there are doves. There's doves up there. And and it was just weird because there's a there's a there's a net to kind of keep the doves from flying away, but there's holes all over the net. There's holes that are way big enough for these things to fly out of, but they're not, they're not leaving. They're just there. And they don't leave until the man, until the violin stops. So I don't know if they were trained or what. Um, And again, I just can't even tell you, I can tell you, you should go, but I can't even tell you what you're going for. You just for the experience, you know, like Molly, you should just go for the experience. Um, at least once. I think it was only $8 or whatever. And then, you know, another thing too, for something so weird, this motherfucker was packed. It was packed. We had to wait in line to get a ticket to get in this place on a Sunday. So, you know, make of that what you will. Museum of Jurassic Technology. I'm so fucking thirsty. Jesus Christ. Now, um, you know, here, this is just a thing uh, where, you know, all these other countries are better than us. I remember, so I just recently read something about Sweden. Sweden's recycling is so revolutionary. The country has run out of rubbish. This is an article from Independent UK. So rubbish is what they call garbage. You know, they out of trash. Sweden is recycling so hard 
that they got to bring trash in from other countries so they can keep their recycling plants going. That's how hard they they went on the recycling in Sweden. Why? Like, we're the most powerful. See, when I read shit like this, it just, it pissed me off because we're the most wealthy democratic country on the planet. And we, and yet none of that wealth equals quality of life. You understand what I'm saying? The, like, for us having for us having you know five times the 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 money in this country than the next richest country i don't know if that's true but that seems true whatever it is even if it's just double for us having double the money of the next richest country um compared to their average citizens with the way they live is this different is this complete cuz when politicians say wealth they, they, you, you got to be real careful about when you when, when people start using those kinds of words because, especially politicians, I mean, any words they use are potentially bullshit. But when they talk about wealth or the economy, they not talking about they they're not talking about the average person. They just talking about how much money is here, and they they never mention who got it. You know, it's like you know it's like you living in a, in a house with ten people. And everybody's starving except the nigga in the attic. You know, and they come investigate and go, we don't understand how everyone's starved. There's more food in this house than any than any house I've ever been in. That's the that's the United States. <laughs> Where it's like, there's more money here than than there's ever been anywhere. There's more wealth here than there's ever been anywhere, and we still got people starving. We still got we still got small ass countries like Sweden just kicking our balls in and recycling and shit like that. I read another thing this week with a lady a lady was in Norway working on a project. So like temporarily in Norway. It's been going around. She found a lump in her in her chest. She got real concerned. She went she and she wasn't Swedish so she didn't know how to how to handle it so she went to her her supervisor and was like, "Hey, um, how do I get? I found a lump. You know, what do I do? How do you know who do I who do I talk to? And he was like, Oh, just go to the cancer center. She's like, Okay, so who? Do, where do I get the referral? He's like, What referral? What? what? What's a referral? He had to exp- she had to explain to him what a referral. And he goes, You know, he's like, No, just go in there. You know. So she just goes in. She goes into this cancer center. They do a preliminary examination. They're like, Yeah, hey, you gonna need a um. You know, you're going to need an exam, like an in-depth exam. And she was like, okay, well, you know, so how long How long until I can make that appointment? They're like, oh, just go across the hall. It's right there. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she just goes in and gets it. And then she, they go, oh, yeah, you're going to need a, uh, you know, you're going to need an ultrasound or whatever, you know. And they're like, okay, yeah, okay, so when I can do that? Oh, no, that's across the hall again. So just go right there, like a down two doors, boom, it's right there. Boom, so she doesn't so it's all said and done. She finds out it's not cancer. It's uh I forget what it ended up being, but uh but all that took about an hour. And it cost her, I think, eight dollars. I mean what it translated out to. You know, it was like five million crone or whatever the fuck they use in Norway. <laughs> but it turned it was it equate equivalent to eight bucks or something or less. And that was just cause she's not a 
she's not a Norwegian citizen. If she had been a Norwegian citizen, it would have been free, my Nick. So why don't we have that shit? Because that's my that's my complaint about the VA a lot of times is is a lot of people, you know, uh, the frustration a lot of times, especially uh, when you don't live close to one, is it when you start going to the VA to take care of a lot of your issues. And I'm sure it's like this with with not just veterans, but, the, the you know, the veteran, the VA is all I've ever used as an adult. So that's all I know. But you you know if, if like say I start say I say I found a lump say I I found a lump in my balls you know and I wanted to go get it checked out well first I would have to make an appointment with my primary care doctor and then so that so that could be anywhere from you know if it's if it's not an emergency it could be anywhere from two weeks away to a month away. I gotta wait a month, see my primary care, uh, and then they have to do their own examination. And if you know they're not experts in the field, so so you know whatever whatever that person des- decides, that's what I have to do. I have to go to uh, I can you can see in the VA system you can only go see a specialist if you get a referral from your primary care. So you got to make an appointment with your primary care that could take anywhere from a week to two to two weeks to a month then that person has to give you a referral to the specialist. Um, and then that could take anywhere from, that could take anywhere from two weeks to three months. You know, so, I mean, and, and, and I think on average for me, it's usually a couple months, you know, sometimes never. And then, and then, you know, that 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 referral person, you know, makes their determination. They got to send you back to your primary care to decide how to treat. And, then, you know, all in all, that would have taken me. That would have taken me. That would have taken me four months at the soonest to find out that it wasn't cancer. You know. And, and, I, and I did kind of skim through that. I left out all of the you know, the follow-up appointments and then you got to go get blood work. Then you got to go get the result. And it's, it's just a lot of back and forth. There's no way you will walk into a hospital in America. There's no way you will walk into a VA hospital and find out what exactly what's wrong with you that day. You know, there's no way you would, you would get the whole course of treatment or evaluation in one day. It's just not gonna happen. Um, and there's no, there's no logistical reason for that. It's just that we, or there's no logical reason for that. You know, it's it's not it's not impossible. We just don't. We just don't. And it, that's that shit is super frustrating to me because that's what I would like. That's what I expect. You know. That's the kind of care that these motherfucking politicians and shit probably get. You know? That's true. That's the kind of care these fucking pieces of shit get. Uh, oh, man. 
Oh, man. So the cop, the cop that killed Eric Garner, right? So Eric, if you're not familiar, Eric Garner um, was uh, due to New York. He was he was approached by the police for selling loose cigarettes, right? Which is against the law in New York. But if you're from the East Coast, Lucy's or loose cigarettes, that's this is a part of everyday life that you know everybody has a has a hustle if you live in a big city because i'm i'm from pg county maryland i'm from you know what the washington dc area and if you live in an area like that everybody has a hustle it's just like out here los angeles new york dc chicago ball any major city because it's expensive and so if you don't have a hustle, you you either live in regular as fuck or very marginally. You gotta have a you gotta have a job and a hustle. You gotta sell t-shirts, you gotta, you know, sell loose cigarettes, quarter waters, so you know, something. So you can so you can uh you have a little extra money. Anyway, uh he ended up being put in a chokehold, um, in a legal chokehold, by the way. It was, it was outlawed by the NYPD because it can kill people, right? You can't. Anyway, this all was caught on tape. And this guy was heard telling them, like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And when it was all said and done, he was dead. Um, And, you know, being... Look, being a cop in America is the only way that a not rich person can be can do can like brazenly break a law and get away with it or suffer some very uh, watered down consequences, you know. And because that and especially the NYPD union, the I forget what they call themselves, the police benevolent board or some shit. They powerful, you know. They powerful out there, and these guys. This guy's defense, Jesus. This guy's defense was basically that Eric Gardner was out of shape. That's what killed him. He had high cholesterol. Um, he was fat. He was out of shape. He was, and he was just walking around, just, just begging to die. You know, like the choke. If if it hadn't been the chokehold, it would have been. A cheeseburger. It would have been a flight of steps. You know that that was their argument: is that he died because he was out of shape, not because he was being choked. Um, and you know what? That shit's gonna probably work. I ain't even gonna lie. That shit's gonna probably work. What I mean, as ridiculous as that defense is, it's probably gonna work. Yeah. I mean, with that defense, like, I could go blow up a nursing home. Like, come on, these people was, uh, come on, they was on their way out anyway. <laughs> you know, that's what, you know, if you had, been, if you had only taken care of yourself, you would have survived my chokehold. <laughs> Man, what a shitty, because, listen, I get it. I get it being on trial for your life 
and coming up with anything that will that you can use in your defense. But man, what a ballsy def- that that might be ballsier than the whole Brock Turner joint. Uh or or what, what, the 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 night of the what do you say? What does his dad say? The uh he was just 20 seconds of hot fun shouldn't ruin his life or whatever. Like he raped a girl that was passed out behind a dumpster. You know? Or or the uh or the in- influenza defense. Remember the kid, I forget his name, where he uh he was driving drunk and killed killed a family <laughs> and they said he didn't know better, like he he because he was rich, he was raised rich, so he he didn't know. It was impossible for him to to have the enough perspective to to understand the consequences. Like, and that shit worked. Yeah. By the way, both of these things worked in America. That's how ridiculous. We're just we're so ridiculous as a nation. We're so we're such a ridiculous group of people. Mm. We really are, and and it's crazy to me. There's only one state with the shoot the fade law, like Washington has. If you listen to the last episode in Washington State, now you can you can have a fair a fair one on one fight as long as there's a cop there to referee, and both parties agree, and y'all are equally armed. You can just you can throw hands, which I'm a huge fan of. I'm a huge advocate for that. Um. Yeah, we, it, it, it just to prove. So <laughs> this next headline just ties right in so beautifully. Texas butthole tickling bandit has finally been caught. I'll say that again. Texas butthole tickling bandit. The butthole tickling bandit has finally been caught. <laughs> finally? When, was anybody wanting him to get caught? He just he would just break into your house and tickle your butthole. Yeah, that was his whole MO. Like, go through all the trouble of breaking into somebody's house. Like, you risking your life in Texas? People got guns out there. You breaking into people's house, you risking you risking your life to tickle buttholes. Yeah, they said police originally thought their suspect was homeless. However, when they picked their man up, he was actually wearing forty five hundred dollars worth of Yeezus clothing. Okay, so how does that mean he ain't homeless? Just because he got on Yeezys, I mean, he was breaking into people's houses. He's, you know, <laughs> maybe that's how he was like soothing people. Like, yo, I'm gonna take these, I'm gonna take these Yeezys, but uh, there's a butthole tickle, you know. How do you even call the cops after somebody tickles your butthole? How do you report that? So many inexplicable things. I mean, Sometimes Texas decides to be like Florida and you just read the bo- the craziest fucking headline. Texas butthole. Texas butthole tickling bandit. Mm. Man. 
it, it, you know, it is pride. You never know. You know, every I feel like it's not just gay people though. Anywhere where pride gets celebrated, the whole city, the whole city gets a little, a little freaky for a week or two. You know, it's a lot of restaurants that be crowded at weird hours and people be in there fucking holding hands with the <laughs> with the server and shit like that. So, uh, it is it is pride out here in Los Angeles. Um. Okay, I should I should I should have some good news. Robert Smith. Well, actually, this ain't really all that good. I mean, it is good, but the the story isn't. Robert Smith. Uh, he's a billionaire, or he's a millionaire, but a black millionaire. Oh wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Did I read billions or millions? Oh, yeah, he's a billionaire. Robert F. Smith is a billionaire. He was given the commencement speech at Morehouse College. And he decided he was going to pay off that whole graduating class student loans. Yay! Right? And there's several issues here. One, I mean, first of all, that's awesome. Shout out to Robert Smith, right? That's awesome for to, like, be finishing college, thinking about all that fucking debt, the stress of trying to find a job, right? Um, the the uh, the creeping realization or the creeping acknowledgement of the possibility that your degree ain't worth a shit. Um, and and all that stuff's looming on you, but but you're celebrating because you're in the moment. And it's graduation day, and you about to get your cap. You about to get your cap and gown. You about to walk the stage. You about to get your degree, and then you find out no debt. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome feeling. Um, but nothing survives the internet <laughs> without there being like shitty thoughts and opinions uh, attached to things. So. The the big issue I saw from people is right away haters. Well, actually, there's a legitimate criticism, is, and that's just of the system itself. That like people shouldn't have to depend on the benevolence of of billionaires to to not be saddled with mountains of college debt. College is like ten times more expensive than it was forty years ago. You know, and people like people didn't get out of college you know, in massive debt, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt 40 years ago. But now that's the norm. So, um, but, uh, but a lot of motherfuckers, these are like, these are the same people. A lot of people, a lot of people were like, this is bullshit. It's unfair. I owe student loans. Why should they get theirs wiped away? Or I've been paying on mine. Well, like, why you like, who thinks like that? Who thinks like that? Those are the same people. These are the same. Those are the same poor people that don't want them to raise minimum wage. You know, those are the same people that like because like because minimum wage, like say I think out here it's ten bucks an hour, and it is and it is people making thirteen bucks an hour that don't want that don't want it to get raised because they don't want you making what they make. You know what I mean? 
they don't they don't they're not mad they're they're not upset that they're being underpaid as well you know like well i don't want some burger food. i am a paralegal's assistant i don't want some some burger flipper making what i make you know it's like oh i'd rather people starve than lose my my inflated sense of superiority. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate people so much. Just burn it all down. Just burn this whole motherfucker to the ground. Uh, that's how I feel sometimes. I can't help it. I don't I don't really mean that. Like, you know what? I wouldn't be the one to push the button. But if I found out it was happening, I'd be like, yeah, it's time. Let's give let's give some other some other species a chance to thrive. You know, if humans, if humans, if all the humans were wiped out, it'd probably be pigs or dolphins or something would be the next big dogs on the planet. It'd be the next big dogs. Probably. Or cats. I haven't figured out which. Probably something that's already walking. Something that's already on land. So that, I think dolphins would take too long, you know to get in that position but yeah maybe cats maybe chimpanzees or some silverbacks but humans i think we've had a good run we just we're just such a hate is this i just hate a hater man just a spiteful hating motherfucker that just can't see somebody winning yeah you screwed you it's like those people that didn't want Those people that didn't want um, homeowners that were screwed over in that housing crisis of 2008 or 2007, that didn't want people, the government to pay people's houses off or, or, you know, perfectly fine with the government bailing out the, the banks and the investment firms that took all these crazy risks and convoluted lies and shit and almost brought down the whole world economy. We need we had to bail them out because the world economy would have collapsed if we didn't. And we actually got that money back. But the people that were fucked over by all those people, they're just screwed. A lot of them lost their houses. This house is just sitting empty all across America. There's more empty houses than there are homeless people. Ain't that some shit? Why do you shit on this great nation of ours? Because it's so much fun. Just pointing out, <laughs> just pointing out the hypocrisy of America, the, the ridiculous. We're so ridiculous. <laughs> Is, that, that's my that that's my favorite shit. Other than like discovering new new food, that, that's bomb. When you see. Oh, perfect comment when you see a lung cancer patient going to remission do you think to yourself that's not fair what's the point of not smoking <laughs> from adam rebel that's good that's a good one on the washington post yeah you're you're being ridiculous you're being a you're being a piece of shit garbage person and and you deserve you deserve to sit to just wallow in your in your envy you know there's a list of words 
the more ridiculous shit in America. There's a list of words that the CDC is forbidden from using in their reports now from the Trump administration. The word fetus, the word transgender, and the word diversity. There's more words, too. Um, Vulnerable, the word entitlement, uh, the term evidence-based or science-based. Those are the words. Vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, and science-based. The Center for Disease Control is not allowed to say those words. What the fuck could be the purpose of that? You can't ban, you can't say certain words. How, how are you going to, cause this whole, the CDC is a science based organization and they're not allowed to say science based. They're not allowed to say evidence based. That's the whole premise of their existence is that they gather <laughs> evidence and let us know what to be scared of. You know, not based on their feelings about shit, but like based on data. What the fuck else are they supposed to say? They're not, so they're not they're not allowed to say diversity. What does that even have to do with? Like, what would be what would be the motivation for keeping them from using the word diversity or transgender or fetus? A fetus is a medical term that the Center for Disease Control isn't allowed to use. That's where we at. That's where we are. Because, you know, listen, because I think so, a lot of people take my silence to mean that I'm not anti-Trump, that I'm not, because I'm not, because I'm not on here shitting on Trump all the time. Um, I think he's entertaining. His presidency is, his presidency is the, is, is a political enema for America. You know, Donald Trump just got squirted right up America's ass. And now all our shit is coming out. Bam, nailed it. Um, that's what it is. It's like he's exposing all the how ridiculous it is to give one man this amount of power. Because when we, whenever we, whenever, whenever the person in the office is on our side, we don't question what they do, and we don't think about the fact. Because we don't question what they do or how they're getting it done because they're doing what we want. And we don't think about the fact that, like, you're not giving power to a president. You're giving power to the office of the president of the United States. And that office and those powers could belong to anyone. And so when you when you when you give up that power to the president, when you let the president get away with certain shit, what which are, you know, any power you give to the president, you have to imagine the worst possible person having that power. And we don't do that. You know? Like the banning words, the president should be able to ban words. I don't know. That's that's crazy. It's crazy. Huh, it's like it's like any intellectualism. Just out in the open and rampant. I mean, it's been, it, it, this is not a Trump phenomenon. It's been like this in America for quite some time. It's been like this in Congress for at least the last decade and a half. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a president that was just openly anti-intellectual. 
you know. And I don't trust politicians. That go for Obama too. You know, now I, of the politicians, he's probably one of the dopest, but they all fucking scumbags. They are. But there's a difference between somebody that know their scumbag, right? There's a difference between somebody that knows that they are pet, that that they're pushing bullshit and and doesn't believe it, but they're playing that political game where they're saying what must be said to get the desired result, you know. But I think, but Donald Trump, I think he believes the things he says. And the only reason I don't make the only reason I don't make fun of him every week is because there's like a hundred thousand different platforms that do that. And here I like to tell I like to talk about mostly things that no one's talking about. But just every now and then there's something so stupid that I just I just can't ignore it. I just can't you know, it's on my spirit, you know, and I gotta get it off my chest. Uh the president recently tweeted that uh, that NASA <laughs> he thinks the moon is part of Mars. I mean, at least that's the way his tweet was worded. That's what it appears <laughs> that he thinks. Um. Yeah, here he is. He, he, I quote. Um. Well, in May, in May, May thirteenth, he tweeted: "Under my administration, we are restoring NASA to greatness, and we're going back to the moon, then Mars. I am updating my budget to include an additional one point six billion dollars so that we can return to space in a big way." Okay, nothing wrong with that. And then on Friday, June seventh. He tweeted, for all the money we're spending, NASA should not be talking about going to the moon. We did that 50 years ago. They should be focused on the much bigger things we are doing, including Mars, of which the moon is a part, defense and science. That makes it seem like he thinks the moon is part of Mars. Which, that's one of those things where it's like, I don't like to call people stupid. Even people like him. I don't I don't like to call people stupid. I don't. Because to me, you're not you know, stupid is reserved for the type of ignorance that is unforgivable. Right? That is and this right here, this this kind this level of stupidity of It's it scares me because that's the thing. I don't mind having a shitty person in the White House. It, there's always been, it's always been shitty people. It's always been the person that can play the game the best or second best, right? That understands that this this is a America is a rolling death machine, and you 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 if you want to succeed here, you gotta get on board. You gotta be part of that machine. You you don't you you're not gonna be successful by going against the grain, or at least you're not gonna be comfortable. You know, but some, but th- those people are usually either shrewd, calculating people—the people in the presidents, I mean—or they're surrounded by shrewd, calculating people, right? But this, this kind of shit right here is like 
this isn't like an evil genius. This is this this is like a giant, uh, like a giant housefly. That's just random behavior. Just, I, I, maybe that's not a good analogy, but but the man that's in charge, one of the most the most powerful person in the in the free world. doesn't know basic astronomy you know because you don't even have to be into astronomy you don't have to have taken an astronomy class to know the moon ain't part of mars my dude do you even know what moons are or what mars is because you you there's you have some kind of fundamental misunderstanding of one of those things and you the president that's 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 a little weird. That's because that's beyond just ignorance. Like us, uh, that's beyond like honest mistake. You know, it's like how do you go? Because I, I believe Donald Trump is in is is pushing eighty or in his eighties already. How you go your whole life and not have figured this one out by now? It's like finding out Donald. It's like finding out the president of the United States doesn't know his left from his right. Yeah, because no, knowing knowing the moon, knowing the moon isn't part of Mars. That's one of them things. Because that's not even something that is. That's not even like part of any conspiracy theories or anything. Like you, you wouldn't have heard it. That's not something that someone would have to like help you unlearn. But it's just through the course of your life is it's one of those things you should just pick up on, eventually. Oh man, not our guy. Not our, not our Donnie. That's why I say burn it all down. I'm 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 in, I'm on team. Fuck this place. You know. In the meantime, do drugs. <laughs> you know. You might as well do drugs in the meantime. You know the good ones though. Go work, go work on some some radios in Berkeley. This is a, this is all going to end. Just trust me. Trust me. This is going to be done.